previously on the Leaky Bucket Podcast. Can your business collapse over a weekend? Possibly. So many businesses and business owners lack up-to-date and accurate financial information. The fact that it typically takes three to six months to establish financial mm -hmm. control, it's not a quick and easy job to do. But realistically, the purpose of running the business is to, to make money. How can everything be disastrously wrong in one day? I think there's a mindset issue, first of all. I think there's about 40 steps within it in order to achieve financial control. You don't know where one of those firefighting moments is going to come. Finances don't jump out of you, but they're going to they're going to bite you. I think we've been guilty ourselves of not not doing what not practicing what we preach. Don't underestimate the bookkeeping. It's so easy just to overlook it. Oh my god, help! Um, I, I don't know where the money's gone. Hi there, and welcome to the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Morgan, and this is the Financial Performance Podcast for entrepreneurs looking to get a better understanding of their numbers, to plug the leaks in their business, and to move from surviving to thriving. Thank you for joining us on the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm going to be asking Ian some questions about financial literacy today. Brilliant, Liz. Thank you. Let's get started. So an important aspect of what we try and improve for our clients at MBS is financial clarity, but it's quite an, a loose term when you think about it. Like, what does it actually mean? So we've got a couple of a couple of things we really mean by it. It's it's realistically making sure the business owner is fully aware of what's going on, um, but it's also making sure that they are they're educated. I think. When, when you're starting up a business, the, the main point of what you need to prove is do you have a concept that works and can you sell? And before you know it, actually, you've built a business that you are selling in um, and that you're, you're the technician of and you're able to perform some of the work and get that done. And the finance is almost a little bit of an afterthought. And then all of a sudden now you're starting to go, oh, we need to get to the next level. We need to be able to um, need to be able to maybe go and get a loan or we need to be able to get some investors or something. And then suddenly all these terms start getting thrown around or even just going to meet with the accountants. Yeah. And they start throwing around all these various different terms. And then it's almost embarrassing to go, hang on, I'm running a multi six-figure business and I don't know what anything, any of it means. Yeah. And then it's too embarrassing to ask because actually you got, maybe you got one through one or two sets of accounts with the accountant and you just sort of went, yeah, yeah, whatever, and just signed it off. Yeah. And now there's almost like, oh, what, what do I do now? Because actually when he's talking about sales or gross profit and net profit and this tax, it's almost like actually I should, I'm glazing over. Yeah. So for us, financial clarity is how do you get that business owner to the point that the financial performance of their business makes sense to them. Okay, so is it knowledge almost? It's knowledge, but it's not teaching them to be an accountant. Okay. Because that's boring, yeah. But it's like the, what's the word, jargon? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's understanding all the jargon. It's understanding, like, um, most people who have come to running a business have come straight from being employed mm -hmm. and even just a basic, there's a basic strategy, which is pay yourself a low salary and then pay the remainder in dividends. 
because it saves thousands in tax per year. But most directors would refer to themselves as still being paid a salary. Yeah. Because they don't really understand. Um, and it's almost like I, I don't need to understand. Just just tell me what the situation is. I'll just, yeah, yeah, just tell me what and... I need. Yeah. yeah. But actually, there is a level where then becomes the point of going, actually, you don't need to understand um, how we do it, but you do need to understand why. Why? And therefore you're you're involved in that decision so it's not um it's not a complete then done for you type approach where you just go oh just get rid of it all and then you end up with bad situations so actually a great example of that which was um jimmy carr and got involved in (laughs) illegal tax avoidance or tax evasion effectively Mm -hmm. but he relied on accountants yeah. They said it was okay. They said it was the right thing to do. Yeah. He's the one who pays the consequences. And ultimately, once it was under threat, they basically all just disappeared and went, not our problem, closed the companies down, disappeared. Now you deal with it. He did that because of trust, mm-hmm. but also because it, it sounded good. Yeah. Like, why not pay very little tax? Um, <laughs> and everybody else is doing it. But actually, you do need to understand why, so that actually, when it's questioned, then at least you've got some ownership in that money. You can't just go, well, I don't know. I, I just did what they told me, because yeah. he's the one who pays the consequences, yeah? They've had their money. They're, they're done. They've, they've done a runner, if you like. He's the, the one who's faced with having to pay tax back, having to pay penalties, charges. Now, okay, that's a very extreme example, but similar could happen if you pretend you know what you know what the difference is between gross profit and net profit. If you don't, that could be tens of thousands of pounds difference, even hundreds of thousands of pounds in some circumstances. And it's okay not to know as long as then you're doing something about knowing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's about knowledge and understanding and getting an education, um, but not learning how to be an accountant. Yeah. Is that one of the main misconceptions? Do you think people think they need to know how to do what yeah. we're doing here? Father, you just need to know why we are doing it. Yeah. I think it's that thing to just go, look, take some ownership. This is your business and your performance. Have some ownership to go. I need to be ultimately responsible. If we if we were due to make a hundred thousand pounds, we only made eighty. I need to know why. And be responsible for that, not to just go, oh, it's just the accountants. Like, so that's, it's easy for people to do that. Yeah, I think it's, if you don't understand, I think it's really easy. Like, if you've got a team, everybody's looking to you, you've got the answers if you're yeah. that leader. Mm. And if you don't have that right culture where it's okay to say, I don't know then you end up with a situation of going, well, I just have to pretend. Yeah. And it's easier to blame somebody else in some circumstances than to go, do you know what? I have no idea. So our job is to make it okay that you don't know. Yeah. And if it's, it's the old, is it the Chinese proverb? Like, what was the, what was the best? <laughs> <laughs> what was the best time to plant a tree was a hundred years ago. 
the second best time to plant a tree is today. And if you didn't start that financial education when you started your business, you don't understand. That's okay. You can't go back and change history. But the time to take Sorry, ownership yeah. of it is today and to go, do you know what? Actually, I don't understand. And it's our job to make it okay for them to go and ask those questions and go, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I, I want some further help. Yeah. What are the characteristics of a business with strong financial clarity? Like, Good you, like, question. Yeah. <laughs> like the culture um, of business, like, does that come into play? Like, I yeah. guess having to admit that you don't know what you're doing is pretty hard when you're the director of a business. Yeah. I can imagine. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the it comes back to the fundamentals that we talked about in a previous episode about financial control. The financial control has to be that foundation point because if you want to if you want to get financial clarity that understanding of where your business is really at and the performance wise it needs to come from reports and you need to be able to interpret and understand those reports and see if they tell the story of what's actually been happening within your business as your business gets larger and you've got more and more people and unless you want a micromanagement type culture you're not going to know the real story. You're going to have to lean on other people and go, this is what's happening in our business. Does this make sense? So if sales are going up and profits going down, something must be happening with costs in the middle. So who do you need to speak to to understand? Like you need to identify where those costs specifically are going up and then go and speak to the appropriate people. Now, if that's the marketing costs are suddenly three or four times what they were previously, then... If you're not, if you have a marketing department, you need to go and speak to them and go, why? How does this tie back to to our plans? Is this what we're expecting? Maybe it's an investment and go, actually, the sales are coming in the future. But you need to be able to lean on the team. Um, and you need to be able to share a mm -hmm. degree of the financial information. Now, not necessarily profits and personal earnings, because they're they're still personal. That's almost like sharing salaries with, between team members mm. but the overall headline of the business to go look this is where we're heading this is the this is the revenues we want to try and hit and these are maybe the costs that we want to keep under control everyone needs to feel part of that journey um a team is such a massive thing like if, if you're if you're reliant on one person as a leader to be to be that sort of spearhead of the the team what happens when that one person then isn't performing mm. you need yeah you do need moments where there's individual brilliance that can bring things forward but as a team you're only collectively as strong as your weakest member and so how do you bring everybody up to to the standards that you expect um so a little bit off financial clarity, but the financial clarity element is then being able to look back to the reports and go, okay, we aimed that by this month we would hit these sales and we'd have this profitability. Is that what we can see? Um, and from my perspective, it's easier if you take the numbers out because for most people, numbers are scary. If you go and see, I don't know, if we, even if we did three months worth of reporting, you're probably going to have the best part of, 100 numbers on a page and it's scary for a lot of people um but if you simply just turn that into some graphs mm. we were all taught how to read graphs at school yeah and they're obvious um 
So you can quickly see and go, oh, I can see sales going up, but I can also see costs going up and they're going up quicker. Right, okay, we need to look at costs. Um, now we can go and look at the numbers. Can we go, well, which costs are the ones we need to look at? And again, you could then turn the costs into graphs as well. So how do you just make it user-friendly? Yeah. Slightly yeah. Sli- simplified, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because again, you're not you're not trying to teach somebody to be an accountant. No. You're trying to teach them to understand their own business performance. Yeah. And if you go straight in, you know, obviously we're, we're mostly a group of accountants and everybody loves numbers and can understand them and interpret them. But you've got to get out of that and go, but most people aren't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't present a load of numbers. Um, don't sit and go through a set of accounts these days runs for about 16 pages mostly full of numbers yeah oh my goodness. <laughs> and that's going to be most people's reaction it's like yeah boring get on with it get through it but actually <laughs> we can turn those into four or five pages of graphs that have we can tell a story yeah yeah and actually we can then compare with say the last four years and go this is what we can see the journey that you've been on does that make sense yeah and then as the business owner goes well, hang on no 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 that that isn't what happened okay, tell me more. Yeah. Because now we're looking, are there financial irregularities or actually is it just our interpretation of what was going on didn't quite match, but does their story still work? That's that's the level. Can we now be having the conversations? Whereas if you don't know, the tendency is just, I don't want to, I don't want to admit I don't know. So I'll just say it's okay because yeah. I don't really understand. Yeah. And the value isn't in the report. The value is in analyzing the report and then working out how you're going to change and improve things going forward. And how do you enforce that? What steps do you actually take like with our clients? Yeah, um, actually, I've got a good one this week, which was a client who just wanted just to send us a set of accounts. We just want them signed off um, and sorted. And it was, no, we need to go through a meeting process and go through them because I need to make sure you understand. You understand it, yeah. Yeah, because if you don't understand, we're not doing our job. Um, as painful because actually their thing is, yeah, but we want we need to get this mortgage. Yeah, but you're about to make a big decision. Do you really understand the business financial performance and how that could be affected going forward? Because if that business is potentially in decline, are you about to go and sign a mortgage that you then can't afford to pay? Yeah. So how do you make inf- informed and educated decisions as opposed to as opposed to what it feels right, because I can afford it now. Um, so yeah, by enforcing meetings, by um, doing videos for our, our monthly health checks, which are our management reports, doing videos, having a way that actually we can monitor who watches those videos. Um, and then we can see who's who's engaging. Um, and then actually that's the opportunity then to pick up the phone. If somebody's not watching, opportunity to pick up the phone and go what's going on why and i think it's probably a fundamental shift in our business that over the last five years or so we've gone from about 600 clients to about 150 Mm -hmm. and the reason being is it needs that extra time for the relationship because if you've got 600 clients when and, and we've got the same size team what happens when those reports aren't quite on track and something's off, like there isn't the time to pick up the phone and have the conversation? Yeah. That's where the real value is. Okay, it's not really in the report. 
the, the the values in having the conversation to go, this isn't your normal performance. What's going on? Tell me about it. And what are some of the potential barriers? Have you have you got any examples of some barriers that you've faced with people? Yeah, um, loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, again, I think it probably comes back to embarrassment. Mm, yeah. um, and we're all guilty of that. Yeah, I think not being honest when you don't understand something is yeah and there's an expectation i think as a business owner particularly if you've got to a level where you're employing people the expectation is you've got your shit together yeah you should know what you're yeah you're doing and but actually every business owner is about to take themselves completely outside their comfort zone and go to a level that they've never been to before so actually everybody else is exactly the same Everybody that's running a business that's trying to grow is going to a painful point that they've never been to before and they don't 100% know what they're doing. They've just, on the balance of probabilities, have decided that it's better to go there than to not try. And that's the biggest barrier, is that they think they have to pretend it's okay. Mm. So how do we make them comfortable to go, it's okay to not be okay? Yeah. But let's have a conversation because actually most of those barriers, um, so I was going to say they're in your head, but that makes them sound like they're not real. They're not real, yeah. But they are real. It's minimizing them, that sounds yeah. like, yeah. How do you, you recognise that they're there? How do you become conscious of their awareness? And then how do you realise that other people have been there and they've done this? Yeah. And that it's only scary because it's happening to you. But actually, if somebody else came to you with exactly the same problem, you could probably tell them what to do. Like the mastermind groups that we go to, the amount of people who come together and we have um, conversations often about, about stuff and challenges and things like that. And somebody will sit there and go, oh, you should fire them. And mm-hmm. they go, great. And then they'll literally explain almost the identical situation and they haven't fired their number of stuff. And then you go, well, why haven't you done that? Yeah, you're not oh, taking your own advice. Yeah, and it's, oh, I'm, I'm emotionally connected. Yeah, I like them. I care about them. I want them to do well. I don't want them to be that they have no income. Yeah, unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's the very own mindset of the business owner and society's expectations. Yeah, you, you've got everything together. Yeah, you're being successful. Um, it's that thing, isn't it? That actually, even if you're not okay, if you meet somebody and they say, "How are you doing?" Your general thing would be, oh, I'm okay, thanks. Even though actually inside you're probably going, well, am I? Mm. But it's not it's not deemed society like acceptable in society to go, actually, no, I'm I'm struggling at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So financial clarity-wise, I think it's it is that acceptance. You've got to accept that actually I, I don't know, but it's okay that I don't know because I'm not an accountant i'm not trained i was trained to be you know, architect builder no hairdresser whatever yeah. that's my skill that's my core competency but the very fact that i'm a business owner i need to understand financial performance even if i don't understand how to, how do, to it. do it yeah what are the outcomes what are some of the benefits i know you already said that a benefit in itself is having the understanding but yeah. what is the benefit for the actual business of having that understanding it's so the, the best way of measuring business performance is looking at trends yeah um 
it's all very well going, oh, this month was amazing compared to last month. But if last month was awful, you could just be less awful this month and it just looks yeah. good. You need to be able to analyse, look at trends in information over a period of time, but relate that back to the story. So if you know, for example, using the example we had earlier, that you're investing in marketing and you're expecting to see that a result in sales, but in turn what you've had to do is invest in marketing, maybe bring on some more staff members, that actually for a period of time you know that business performance is going to look worse. How long have you predicted that to be? Where's the cutoff, cutoff point that you go, actually, this isn't working and we can't continue doing that down that path? Because there isn't an endless flow of money for most people. Yeah. So if you're going to invest, now the financial clarity is, okay, but where, now there's, here's the information that's almost the, it's almost, almost the readouts of like a cockpit or the dashboard of a car or something like that that is, like, here's all these warning signs and all this information. Which ones are the most important that you're going to read at this moment in time to tell you if you're on the right track? And that's where the financial clarity comes in, which comes back to financial control. Mm-hmm. If you don't have financial control in place, you can't get the financial clarity. Yeah. And therefore, you're in danger that what you're continuing to do is make bad decisions. And you just don't know. And making a bad decision and not knowing is the worst possible situation you'd rather if you've made a bad decision and it's not working it's better to know today because you can make a new decision yeah definitely so that's that's the outcome is the clarity to be able to make a better decision yeah well thank you very much for answering my questions do you have anything else you want to add no i think um maybe i suppose in terms of (laughs) (laughs) um they're equally as important but they can't be done on their own it has to go in turn. If you don't have financial control, you can't get financial clarity. So lots of people come to us Knock going, yeah, yeah, lots of people come to us go, ah, oh, I've, I've been told I need management accounts and I need cash flow forecasting. That's all great. Can I see your bookkeeping? Oh yeah, that was done last year when we did the set of accounts. I go, ah, oh, okay. So we don't have even nine months worth of data. You can't get a set of management accounts. You can't get any cash flow forecasts. It's impossible because we don't, we need that historic data to start building to help predict the future. So if you don't get financial control, you can't get financial clarity. I know you said they're equal importance, but what you've just said suggests to me that financial control is actually the basis of... Yeah, definitely financial control is the basis, but financial control um, will give you peace of mind. If there's a challenging point, you can then do something and react. But financial control in itself is not going to help you improve and get to another level yeah so the financial control is like that's the basis and that's almost that's your foundations of a house yeah that it, you put all the foundation in place that's what's going to make it stand up and be okay now the actual financial clarity is you know it's okay having foundations and walls but we need a kitchen like we need a bedroom because we need somewhere to sleep yeah actually we need a roof over our head as well because we don't want to get wet yeah but all of that doesn't work without the foundations because it'll just fall down yeah. But if you don't put those other bits in. Yeah. So it's like they're good on their own, but then they you can't get any better if yeah. you don't put them together. Yeah. A set of walls with no roof is not a house. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. 
I'd love it if you could help spread the message by clicking subscribe and leaving a review. Also, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can also find more info and links in the show notes below. See you next time.